0: Welcome to the wicked. Welcome to Wicked Wednesdays. This is episode 32. I am Shelly, and as usual, I have Alan here with me. What's up? We back, bitches. Yeah, we had to take some time off through just some personal things and we're sorry that we didn't really keep you guys updated or anything like that. But we're back and Everything's um, okay. Yeah, everything's fine. Um we are going to continue our talk for episode thirty one where we were discussing zombies. We had decided that um we wanted to get into voodoo and we're going to kind of break it down in like a series we're going to talk about like the origin of it um we're going to talk about you know the differences in the different kinds of voodoo and then um one of our next episodes we'll talk about um the loa which are the different you know spirits and stuff that are included in the voodoo um because it's such a complex conversation and it's um it's not what people really believe it is it's not what the media makes it out to be
1: a lot of that is uh voodoo we'll actually get into that
0: well it depends yeah there's and also too you have a lot of different people um who consider things um there's a lot of opinions when it comes down to voodoo but anyway, we're going to start out our show like we normally do, where we talk about some weird news. And, uh, so, what you got, Alan? Well, um, this guy in Oklahoma was pulled
1: over by the police for driving a stolen car. And in said car, he had an open bottle of whiskey, a rattlesnake, and a can of uranium, and a stolen gun. Now, you can get uranium off Amazon. Yeah. Yeah. But let's just put all this together. You know, they don't know why he had it, but this was in Guthrie, Oklahoma, and his name was, uh, Stephen Jennings. Sounds like a good time. Yeah. But apparently the
0: rattlesnake was his pet. Well, only an idiot has a pet rattlesnake.
1: And that concerns me that he had uranium, even though there's not much you could do with it.
0: (laughs) Well. What did he say about it? nothing he didn't give a reason as to why he had uranium no well all right then the
1: police don't know why the uranium was in the vehicle or how it was obtained the uranium ore could be
0: bought on amazon wow mm-hmm. so i've seen a lot of these area 51 memes, and i've also seen a lot of people are like we don't know what they're talking about why do these people keep posting area 51 memes? well <clears throat> there was a Facebook this is a group yeah I'm in it oh well that's that doesn't surprise me I'm a child anyway they made this like um, event for everybody to storm area 51 and it was done as a joke it was not serious um, but you have a ton of geeked out nut jobs who may or may not take it seriously and so the government has issued a warning the military has it was like if you try and storm area 51 you will be shot <laughs> i'm
1: trying to get tim to come up here we'll mad max's delivery truck and drive it in there and then we'll go party with Darian. you're an idiot
0: you are an idiot sir
1: I'm not an R2 runner. I'm a Kyle. Uh, That means they give me a bunch of uh, monster and uh, uh, peyote and I punch through walls. You are an idiot. (laughs) That's what you are. I want to see them aliens. (sighs) Whatever. Which actually the aliens are probably at Wright-Patterson Air Force Base in Ohio.
0: This is not the show for that. I know, but conspiracies, man. (laughs) Or as Rhi likes to say, lasers, man. Lasers. Where do you think they got them from? Oh, my gosh. I think i What is it doing? Oh. Okay. I don't know. Anyway. We may have just had a hiccup. I'm using a new program, so I'm not really sure how to, like, edit on it and things. So, just bear with us this episode. This is... Something new I'm working on. Oh,
1: you missed was her calling me an idiot because I was talking about going to Area 51 and the lasers and stuff. No, it
0: didn't. It didn't.
1: It didn't freeze up on that. Okay. Anyway, uh, have you heard of the
0: Meth Gators? I guess it's like. Well, meth okay. Hold on. That was another joke. Mm-hmm. The um, a pl- the police department in Memphis. Uh. Loretto, Tennessee. Huh. Loretto, L-O-R-E-T-T-O, Tennessee. I know, but it was like the place they went to is in Memphis. Oh, okay. Because the guy, like, he was flushing his meth and shit and trying to flush, like, all his stuff. And they were like, please do not flush your meth because it will go down and it will contaminate our water supply. And we, North Alabama will get meth gators. They've had enough messed up animals as <laughs> he and a lot of people were like oh my god meth gators oh my god just like they believed there was a squirrel that was on meth which it wasn't i mean okay people look i don't understand why anybody at any point in time believed that this guy had a score an attack squirrel who was addicted to meth Because if you know anything about drugs, or just if you've ever watched a Dr. Phil show, or, you know, intervention, or basically if you, you know, are not retarded, you would know that if you gave an animal meth, it would kill it. Their little hearts could not handle it, and they would die. So... To believe that he was feeding his pet squirrel meth was ridiculous. And yeah, you know, they still have him on animal abuse charges.
1: I thought they got him because he, he ain't supposed to have a pet squirrel.
0: No, they still have, like, they're, one of the charges that he's got against him is for, like, animal abuse. Because his friend told him that he was feeding the squirrel meth.
1: Well, alright.
0: It's ridiculous. Mm hmm. Anyway, is there anything else you got?
1: Nope, but uh, Tim, get up here. We're going to get Area 51 and bring an alien to Darien.
0: Tim, you need to stay home with your wife and your children and ignore Alan. He's trying to get a divorce. Because that's what's going to happen if I catch him trying to go to Area 51. The lone cha-cha. Uh-huh, lone cha-cha my ass. All right, so you want to get into this? Mm-hmm. Alright, so like I was saying, um, there's a lot of different scholars who have gone to Haiti and who have tried to talk to the different, um, practitioners of voodoo and depending on where you're at is you're going to get a different story. Um, the only common thing that... Um, it's really, like, together is the fact that Voodoo came from Africa. And the main area, it was because of the fact that the, the, the Dutch traders and stuff were going and they were getting the slaves from this, you know, like, Nigeria and some other, like, areas all around in there. And even though they were from, like, different tribes, in different like places and whatnot they all kind of like held the same belief system um, and they called their religion Vodan.
1: So when you say they all held the same belief system would it be kind of like somebody rounded
0: up a bunch of Methodists, Episcopalians, Baptists? Yeah Baptist? kind of like they all believed in the same like spirits but it was like different denominations I guess you would say. Okay cool. So, um, but, you know, like, they had their own, they had their own dogma, I guess is what you, you know, you could call it. Um, it'd be like having, like, Baptist Catholics and, you know, all them in the same room. But it's sort of like, all these folks won't let us practice our
1: individuals, so let's combine them and do something.
0: Well, see, okay, so what happened is, is they brought all these slaves, um... Into like the West Indies and whatnot, and okay, so sorry guys, let's try this again. <laughs> <sighs> all right, so anyway, you have um, these um, all these people they come from the same place, they have like a general kind of belief system, and because of the fact that they were being taken away from their homes as the slave traders to demoralize them, to make them seem less human, they weren't allowed to practice their faith. And they were forced to practice the faith of the, of, at the time, the main faith was Catholicism. Um, and so it became what what they did was they took what has been, and I'm not sure if the original, because there's two different things that I've read. One was like it was voodoo, like V O D U, and then it's been called voodon. And, um, but that was supposedly the, you know, the original, um, you know, the, 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 the original faith. And then, um, when the slave traders came and took them, you know, and took them and took, you know, brought them to to Haiti. Um, like I said, they forced them to to not use their uh their faith, and so what they did was they took the Catholic saints and the beliefs, and they they were they were smart. They, like they 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 you know because they was. <coughs> extremely brilliant people, they took what the Catholic faiths were supposed to represent and they matched them up with the spirits that they worshipped. Oh, that's cool. So, so like, St. Peter is Papa Legba. Really? Yeah. I did not know because that. Because the fact that Papa Legba is the gatekeeper, like, you know, of the in-between. You know, he's mm-hmm. the, 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 who you go through with the, the the spirit world, was Jesus or Mary anybody? I don't know. Okay. I haven't got. I mean, I that's gonna be. I'm gonna have to research more about the Loa because that's basically what their their spirits are. And um, but that way and like um, I was watching this thing and it was like the slaves. It wasn't even really about like having the the, the big bonfires and all that kind of stuff, because they were so restricted that they had to take, um, you could leave a bone on your porch, or in the, or out in the open somewhere, and they knew what that meant, whether or not it was a good talisman, or a bad talisman, or what it was, it was a symbol, and so everybody would know what that was, and so, they um but they learned ways to practice their religion and do it in a way where it was sort of out in the open but they didn't know and they would change things up because of course you would have you know the i guess you call them uncle tom or whatever i don't know you would have them the the ones who were loyal Mm-hmm. Um, to the to the to the masters and whatnot, who would go and tell on them. Oh wow! And so, um, there was kind of like a, a basic general knowledge that all of them knew, and then when you got to the plantations where you had to hide it, really, really hide it, then there was it was more clandestine, and like they would um sneak out into the swamps. Mm-hmm. And, you know, in you New know, Orleans. Let me back up a little bit. When, um. They, uh. Um. When the, um. The slaves. They were taken from Africa and most of them were brought to Haiti. That was like a, a hub. Um. And. In Haiti. The slave conditions were horrendous Mm -hmm. um and they they mutilated I mean we always hear all these you know these stories about you know in the south and how bad it was the two places in the world where slavery was at its worst was Haiti and New Orleans Louisiana slaves probably had it worse than any slaves ever oh wow because it was the same people. When Haiti had its uprising, it lasted for like four years. And um, they had to fight off the British. They had to fight off the French. Um, you know, because once they beat the French, then all these other nations thought they could come in and take. Because over 200,000 slaves were killed in this, in, in, in just trying to get Haiti. Wow and so but what happened was when they when they had the slave uprising there were a lot of the slave owners and stuff who were forewarned by their slaves mm-hmm. and they packed up their slaves got on the ship and got the fuck out of there and um they went to new orleans they when the New Orleans that we know now is not the New Orleans back then. The swamp has taken up a vast majority of, you know, New Orleans.
1: And, oh, and, a, the, and the
0: whole, I mean, the whole lower part of, I mean, the, Louisiana, the, the coastline, I mean, it's just gotten shorter and shorter and closer and closer. I mean, it's just, it's ridiculous. I mean, if you go out into the swamps now, you can see like roofs of old plantation houses because it's just covered. Mm-hmm. Um but uh there's islands out there that are cemeteries and stuff that have just been like, you know, overtaken that but, but that was like a town. It's just gone now. But anyway, so you know, like I said during the slave uprising and stuff, these these you know, these plantation owners And what slaves that they could get, they took to, back to New Orleans. And, um, there was a slave uprising in New Orleans. I want to say it was the first one that was actually on American soil. And, um, they, I think they killed 95 slaves and only one, um, I think it may have only been like one, one white person was killed. I'm mm-hmm. not sure. I know of one, but it may it may have been more. But I don't think so, because I think in the actual when the militias got involved to stop them, because they all met out in the swamp, and they went and they attacked um, the Aldry plantation. I think is what it was, mm-hmm. and the overseer who was actually a slave. Gathered up all these people. They went into the the house and the the, uh, the plantation owner, the master, and his son were there asleep in the house. They killed the son. They tried to kill the master, but he managed to get away. Um, and he ran and he got help and was trying to get the militias together because as they walked. Uh, there was, like, this path that they they, they talk about. And, um, and as they walked through the path and they went through the different plantations, they gathered slaves. And they said they had close to 500 slaves that they had, you know, gotten together. And they burned several plantation houses. Um, but they only, I think they only attacked that one house. But anyway, the militia stopped them. And there was... Um, I think the militia killed 45, um, some other ones they, they, they murdered, um, and then there was, they caught a few more, the other ones scattered and ran, so they didn't really know who they were. Yeah. But when they realized what was happening, they ran, um, but then there was another group that was, um tried of course they were tried and convicted and they um some of them were killed by a firing squad some of them were hanged um and all of them were decapitated and they lined the road to new orleans with their heads as a warning to other slaves not to try that shit again And that wasn't the first time that they did it. Yeah. They had, that was a common practice was when, you know, a slave acted out was to just decapitate them or they would cut their hands off or they would just maul them to where, you know, and, 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 and of course half of them were, you know, because they, they wouldn't take and, you know, treat them or anything. Um, they would, you know, get gangrene, and die. I mean, it was just awful. Um, the difference, I, I think, because of the way that we've learned about slavery here, and like, you know, and, I, and how it was in Alabama. In Alabama, we, the family, and I don't. Please understand that the language that I'm using is. The way that it was looked upon. It is not any personal belief of mine. Um, But this is how it was explained to me. They treated the slaves like cattle. Right. And so, because they needed them to work the fields, just like they needed the horses and stuff, they took care of them because they were expensive. And... So, and that's also why they, when they would run, when they would roam, they would try to escape. That's why they caught them, because they couldn't really afford to buy more slaves.
1: There was a thing I read in a book called the Redneck Manifesto, and it talks about different slaves and indentured servants, which an indentured servant, you know, would come and work for you for X number of years. And then you would give them a piece of land. Or whatever, but they would all, they'd usually send the indentured servants out to do things that were uh they wouldn't have the slaves to do because the slaves cost
0: money. Yeah. Like then and the thing is is like um and up until the civil rights movement um and even for a while afterwards um white communities looked at their you know, they black servants, or however you want to call it, I hate fucking terms for this shit, but they, um, they looked at them with a certain sense of, you know, we have to do this for them, because they, you know, they're important to our survival, and the slave owners back in, you know, the, the 1700s and stuff in New Orleans and all that, in the 1800s, um they didn't really give a shit they were um it was they were very much um just disp- you know i guess because of the fact that most of these slaves they bought in haiti mm-hmm. and so they were like I guess bought wholesale is that is that a term? I mean I don't. That I mean you know. It's fucked up. It is. It's absolutely fucked up. But you have to think about the fact that like when people would buy slaves in the Port of Venture, wherever they came from,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know, it you had to de- it depended on like where they came from first. And so most of these people would they would they, they would bring the slaves over. They would land in Haiti or some of these other little islands. Then people would buy them from there. And then they would come here, and then they would sell. And so it was always a profit. It was more and more expensive the further you got away. Yeah. And it's <clears throat> basically with any kind of commerce, which is too fucking disgusting. Especially, you know, just, but anyway. Um, and so the people who came with the slaves from New Orleans, first of all, they were extremely rich. These people had of money because they were the ones who basically were producing the world's indigo they were producing they had all the sugar they had i mean like the money that they made off the slaves backs in haiti was like astronomical so they didn't think twice you know they could you know a slave was nothing to them it was just like if you had a mangy dog outside and the only thing that these slaves had was their religion. Their families were taken from them, their children was taken from them, they were raped, they were beat, they were worked. I mean, you know, they were treated so miserably, and so all they had was their faith. And the big difference in voodoo and voodoo was the incorporation of the catholic belief because it had to be hidden and um you know of course a lot of the practices and stuff you know changed but what we know of voodoo and of you know and the things that we see is a lot of propaganda it's a lot of hyped up shit you know, um, as we talked about on the last episode, the zombies are not actually the living dead, um, now, some of them believe that you go into, like, a death state, you know, and that, um, because, you know, they see the person supposedly die because of the poisons that they use, and then how they're brought back, and how they're, um, open to suggestion, and they do what they're told, and, you know, um, so, that's where the whole, you know, zombie thing came from with voodoo, but voodoo is really a very, um, a very peaceful religion, um, a lot of the times, you know, you would find a voodoo doll that, you know, somebody had made, and it had nothing to do with evil intent, um, you would find certain herbs that were wrapped with the voodoo doll, that would be for healing because it was there to, to, to you know, to appease the spirits and bring, you know, healing power to wherever it was. Like if there was a, a hospital or something that had slaves working in it, you would find, you know, these voodoo dolls, and they were not for malicious purposes. Um, now, that being said, there's no... They always talk about dark magic and uh, light magic and all this kind of stuff. There's no such thing as that. Voodoo doesn't have a, you know, black magic and all this kind of shit. Voodoo is voodoo. And you choose how you use it. But doesn't everything come with a cost? Yes. Like, you... um, Well, and the thing is, is like, um, you make sacrifices... Um, and you give gifts to the spirits to get them to, or to try to get them to, to do your will. Mm -hmm. Um, voodoo is one of those things where it's like, there is no guarantee, Mm -hmm. you know, um, and a lot of it is just like with any religion, it is mental, it is the power of faith and belief, and, you know, um, it's a very, very, very powerful religion because people, I mean, it's practiced so heavily in Haiti that, I mean, it is, you know, it is a absolutely recognized religion. Well,
1: they're just saying in Haiti it's 90% Catholic, 100% voodoo.
0: Yeah, I mean, because, you know, they all believe in all of, you know, the, you know, the the dog is scratching at the door. <laughs> but I but, was-
1: you know, you're talking about the the just voodoo. Mm-hmm. I was talking to one of my coworkers. Her great great grandmother in Alabama was a practitioner, and she was telling me <clears throat> that you know that it's, it's been kind of passed down through the family. Yeah. And she was telling me she said, look, voodoo, hoodoo, all that. You were the conduit. You know, you the spirits do what they want, but it's based on your strength and your belief within you that it's not you know that, that you have you have to have faith you have to believe and you have to be strong in your own will and stuff and she also was telling me about you know the
0: offerings and stuff well that's why they have like the priestesses and like, I always talk about like the voodoo queens and all that kind of stuff right like, they It's just like how okay they look at it like you know okay you know how we hold a pastor to a certain um to a certain you know we we put them up on a pedestal they have to you know and 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 the Christian faith the pastor the leader of the church whoever like they're supposed to be this good godly person that you know they're not supposed to be fucked up and all that kind of stuff right yeah in in voodoo you have your priestess or whoever i i keep saying priestess because most of the ones that i've looked at and has always been been women but um you have that person that you that is they are the they are the one who's going to take like the they usually they are very Mm strong-willed um very charismatic just like any kind of just like you know anybody else who's going to be the leader of a church and it's this it's the same thing i mean i wonder why voodoo tends to be more matriarchal
1: than patriarchal because a lot you know a lot of religions usually men
0: it's not really it just depends on where you're at oh, okay. it just depends on you know the i mean because like in haiti um you remember the documentary that we watched yeah yeah that's all they were all men yeah Most of those people were men, and I think the reason why it's more matriarchal here is because you had Marie Laveau Mm -hmm. and her daughter, which her daughter's name was Marie Laveau, Mm -hmm. and you know the when you when you hear voodoo, especially here in the states, that's where your mind goes to. And, and the current voodoo queen, Mary Milan, Bloody Mary. Um, yeah, there's, well, there's several voodoo priestesses, and a lot of them like to use the term voodoo queen. Okay. Um, but yeah, her her little thing that she has, she is the the main one. But there's several that you can go to and talk to that you know mm-hmm. can do the same thing she does. Um. But. You know, there's, um, and a lot of people, another thing, too, that I was reading about was the fact that, like, you know, Bloody Mary, she's white. Right. And a lot of people take issue with, um, white people practicing voodoo. Really? Yeah, because of the fact that, you know, it is, and it started out being, you know, something that was for the slaves. Mm -hmm. And it was, like I said, it was for them to keep their identity. You know, they took their names from them. They Mm -hmm. took their their families, their husbands, their wives, their children. They took their home from them. They took everything from them. You know, I know this sounds crazy, but you know how, like, in Roots, when he's like, my name is Kunta Kinte. Yeah. Yeah, that was a big deal. Oh,
1: yeah.
0: I mean, you know, they took their names from them and they gave them names like Mary and John and that's not, that was not their names at all. Well, I mean, that's why Malcolm X became Malcolm
1: X. He got rid of this slave last name.
0: Yeah. And the thing is, the fact that, like, what voodoo was, was a way for them to hold on to some part of their home, mm-hmm. their of their identity, of who they were, So that that way they didn't forget. You know, you got to remember, while these people couldn't read, they couldn't write, all they could do was, you know, tell stories, you know, and pass on their knowledge to the next person. And, you know, and that's a lot of the thing with voodoo is the fact that, you know, once it became kind of mainstream, or it's not really mainstream, but it became accepted. Mm-hmm. You know, then you had people from other ethnic other ethnicities mm-hmm. getting involved in it, and they would like they would take it and they turned it into something evil. They turned it into something to be afraid of. They you know, wanted to, they used it to scare people, um, especially, you know, when they found out, like, oh, the slaves were using it, and they were putting curses on the masters, and they, no, that, that was, look, I'm sure that some of them tried that and whatnot, I'm not saying that they didn't, mm-hmm. but that was not what it was about, in the least bit. You know, they just prayed for a good day, where yeah. they didn't get beat, or that where nobody died. You know, it the songs that they sang, and the thing, and the the, the the idols that they worshipped, and the things that they did. It was, I mean, it, I just, I know, I keep saying this, but it, it struck it struck such a chord in me to hear this woman talk about it. You know, just the misery that they lived in what uh my coworker told me
1: is some of the stuff, you know, yeah, the, there's offerings of tobacco and rum and things like that. But she said you doing a doing a spell or whatever where you know, that there are spells to have a good day, you know, or help you along with your job, but if you want to do something, you know, you want money or fame or whatever, you know, trying to just go maximum. She said that you'd have to cut down, like, almost, like, you know, a whole forest or something to to get all the ingredients, that those are not easy things to do. Well, see,
0: here's the thing, though. Is that type of voodoo, Mm -hmm. like, that type, there's, everything that I read was that's not, they, okay, they didn't have spells. Mm Mm-hmm. It wasn't about having a spell, you know, there was a lot of pageantry involved in it, especially once it, like, made it to New Orleans and all that, because you would have, like, you know, um, like, you know, they would have the bonfires, and they would have the, when they would gather together, and they would dance, and they would sing, and they would, they would get themselves up into such, like, a frenzy of, it was a euphoric, um, religious experience. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't a. I mean, I guess you could call it like a religious, you know, um, rite or something that they were doing, but it was not a quote unquote spell. You know, I say that, you know, you need like a, a, a an, an eye of a toad and a, you know, yeah. a, that's not. That's more Hollywood type shit basically you gave an offering that's why a lot of you know you hear about like chickens being um killed and but the thing is is when they were taking kill a chicken and they would make an offering out of it mm-hmm. they would eat that chicken because they were taking in the blessing from the spirit mm-hmm. um you know, there's a lot of bullshit about, oh, they made human sacrifices and all that. That is something completely different, and that's something that we'll also get into later on. Um, but that was more along the lines of, like, witchcraft and, you know, the bastardization of what voodoo actually was. Now, um, was um,
1: um the, the female in the
0: Salem Witch Trials, what was her name? Tituba. Tituba. Was she of Voodoo practice, or... I don't know. I I, I assume so that, like, part of what she knew was voodoo because of the fact that, like I said, these, um, they came from, um, I'm going to tell you where it came from. It says, uh, they were captured from many different tribes throughout West Africa. They shared several common core beliefs. Worship of the spirits of family ancestors, the use of singing, drumming, and dancing in religious rituals, and the belief the followers were possessed by immortal spirits. Um, so, when they came from that whole area, then um, that's where you know, like that, they like I said, they all had you know the same core belief. So because that's where most of the slaves came from, because that was easy for them to get the slaves from there. And there was already so much tribal turmoil there that it was very easy to get slaves from that area. And, (coughs) um... They, um... Uh... Like this says, you know, the white plantation owners for, for, you know forbade the slaves to practice their native religions, and they, you know, would torture them if they did, and so they baptized all of them as Catholics, and then what they did was they took the Catholicism, and they took the African rights and beliefs, and they masked it, you know, mm-hmm. and the slave owners thought that they were just out there dancing and like, you know, yeah, they didn't know that they were, you know, practicing their religion. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I said like, they couldn't take and do, you know, these quote unquote huge spells and shit. They couldn't take and slaughter a horse or if they killed, it was like either a goat or a chicken or something along those lines of, as you know, any kind of large offering that they did because then they would, they would have to eat it. I mean, like, they, they couldn't just, you know, they would know, okay, well, look, they're out there slaughtering animals. They're up to something. You know what I'm yeah. saying? But also because of the fact that they believed that when they made this offering to the God or to their spirits or to their ancestors and whatnot, that taking in that as food, they would drink the blood, mm-hmm. they would, um, and eat the meat. And... That was taking in whatever whatever they were trying to achieve. That was, you know, taking the blessing. And there was never when I say there was no spells. They they didn't do spells. It was they literally were asking, just like how we pray. Right. They were asking for favors. They were asking for you know. Let me, you know, l- let us have a day where nobody dies or, you know, and if they wanted to do something that was dark, they asked, they would ask the same spirits. And, you know, if, and it was, there are, there, there were no good or bad spirit, mm-hmm. It was how you used it. What your intent was. That's, you know, how I told you how, like, most magic and most things like that, they always talk about how it's 90% intent. Yeah. You know, um, like when you use Ouija boards or you, you know, light candles or anything like that, it's your intent behind it. Mm-hmm. And when you have evil intent, you draw evil things. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you that's evil energy, and you're putting that out there, and so that's what's going to come back. But, you know, for the most part, it was never done like that. And the thing is, is a lot of people now who practice voodoo have no idea about that. They have no idea what the rituals actually stand for, what they mean. They just, you know, they think that they're, you know, they're... They think they're practicing another form of, like, Wicca or some shit. Which even Wiccans don't even do, like, spells... Wiccans—it's the same principle of you are asking, you know, the goddess. You're 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 t- you're you're trying to draw forth energy from the earth to obtain something that you want. You're not like trying to materialize something in a thin air. Mm-hmm. That's just bullshit. You can't, you know. I mean, but there's people who try. There are people who try and do that shit, but they have no idea what they're doing, and those are usually the ones in there getting fucked up and yeah. something bad happening to them. But, you know, but anyway, like I was talking about, there were a lot of people who do not like the idea that anybody besides, you know, black people or, you know, practice voodoo because it wasn't meant for us. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not... That wasn't our ancestors that they're calling on, you know. Our ancestors, whether you know, I'm I'm not saying mine are. I'm just saying, you know, those ancestors are who are their captors, you know. Yeah. They that's so it's it's almost it's it's they look at it like a slap in the face. Right. Like you're not. Not only did you take everything else from us but now you're taking this and so a lot of like real practitioners do not like that especially the ones in haiti Mm -hmm. they definitely don't like the idea of there being white voodoo practitioners wow or you know um they don't mind you being there they don't mind performing things for you and asking favors for you from mm-hmm. their ancestors. But to have you call on their ancestors and ask favors from their people, it is very, um... frowned upon. Yes. I mean, and the thing is, is that's why I said, you know, Bloody Mary talks about how that she's the voodoo queen. That is New Orleans. That is... And that's why there's such a big difference in... New Orleans voodoo and what we have here in America compared to what you have in like Haiti and other parts of the world. Mm-hmm. That's why there's such a big disconnect between the voodoo here and voodoo from Africa, you know, is because of the fact of not only is it the uh, who you're calling upon, but... Just the, the whole thing of it. It's it's just, you know, and there's... I have such, like... A, I used to be terrified and didn't want to talk about voodoo. You know, it was like, oh, my God. But since I started reading more about it and trying to learn... Because um, I really want to know more about the other cultures that are around us. I mean, even in our own country. Mm-hmm. You know, there's so many... Like, this is... There's so like this. Uh, the United States is one of the few places that is founded on the backs of immigrants, and you know, there's only one true, n- real, um, you know, native, and that's, you know, the Native Americans. I mean, that's the only people who were truly here to begin with. And they got really fucked. Yeah. So, I mean, but, um, anyway, sorry, I had to pause that. Children. Yeah, children lots of children, anyway, um, but, it's like, it, I, anyway, I, I'll stop rambling, when I started reading about voodoo, because um, I got really interested in it when we looked up zombies, and, just the origin of it, and, to me, the story is so heartbreaking, but it shows a resiliency of, of, of humans and just of how, you know, they, especially of, of the way that people were treated and brutalized and they still held on. And I look at how we are today. And how every little thing offends us. And how, you know, people say that they're assaulted by words. And they have no idea. They have no idea of the shit that our ancestors went through. And, I mean, you you can go back to biblical times. I mean, just everybody has been fucking just... I mean, just... Everybody
1: treated everybody else like shit.
0: Yeah. I mean, literally, if you weren't like them, they treated you like shit. There was no cohesiveness. I mean, there, there literally was, you know, and even if you were like them,
1: you know, the the there were signs in New York that used to say, no blacks, no Irish, no Indians. Right. And these were run by their... White folks, they didn't want the Irish in there. They didn't want the Italians they, in yeah,
0: there. Yeah, that's one of the things yeah. that, like, my family, um, they are Scottish, Irish, and Italian. And my grandmother's family, they were Italian. And when they came in from Ellis Island, um, they left immediately because there it was it was awful, and most of them went to Texas, and some of them came here to Alabama, um, the other part of her family came in through, um, uh, North Carolina, but, uh, you know, that's not what we're talking about, though, um, but the whole thing of it is, is the fact that, I guess, this, learning about this, because of where we come from, you know, the history that we know, the history that we've been taught, um, you can't grow up in the South and, cause you have, I mean, in school you have, you know, every, like, you know, elementary school, middle school, and high school, you have at least one year where you learn about the history of Alabama. And, of course, in, you know, when you're in elementary school, it's usually you learn about, like, you know, um, the Tuskegee Institute. You learn about um, George Washington Carver. You know, you learn about, like, those types of things. You get into middle school. Um, you start learning about the Civil War. Um, and you start learning little things about slavery and whatnot. When you get into high school, you... Um, things get, they start teaching you more real shit, but it's basically about, like, how things were here, you know, nothing is sugar-coated, no matter what people want to believe outside of Alabama, nothing, nothing's ever really sugar-coated here, like, they're, they're pretty much, you know, they'll tell you straightforward, like, what it's about, and what happened, um, but... You don't ever really understand the depth of what other people in other states and other situations went through. And it wasn't until I started researching Haiti and um, researching voodoo in New Orleans and, that, and, and understanding what it was about that I really understood the brutality. Even though I've seen movies... You know, I've seen, you know, I've, I've, I've seen other stuff, and I mean, of course, we've seen pictures that people have taken of slaves that have been whipped and all that, but the stories that were behind it and that were and about why voodoo was so important um, really, like, opened my eyes about a lot of shit. So, I mean, I'm 38 years old and I'm still learning. And, you know, but.
1: Yeah. Well, you yeah, know, that's kind of a overview of what voodoo, voododod, someone's gonna talk about it real quick. There's something called hoodoo. And we get a lot of the stuff Hollywood stuff does and then it says is voodoo, is, is hoodoo. And the thing is, as Shelly pointed out, voodoo and voodoo is actually a religion. hmm Hoodoo is a magical practice.
0: It 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 comes from the similar place. It's almost like what your coworkers yeah. talking about. Yeah. It's I mean, is those hoodoo are the ones that think that they cast spells and shake chicken bones yeah. and, you know, conjure demons and whatnot.
1: And and a lot of and that's practiced a lot in the South. Um and it's, uh, it's not actually like a religious belief. It, most practitioners now claim Christianity and use the Bible in their works. And the funny thing is, I've been to it. there. You, I don't know if it's still in business, but in downtown Bessemer, there was a store called the Disco Mart, and it was had a little bit of like pharmaceutical stuff, you know, your aspirin and things like that, but it was a hoodoo shop.
0: Yeah, that had the. That's where you bought those candles from, whatnot. Mm mm. I well, got those
1: like Piggly Wiggly and stuff. <laughs> oh shit. But uh, the Disco Mart had, root John the Conqueror root. It had all the little roots they talk about. It had uh, things to make gri-gri bags. It had blessed oils, and it had a lot of stuff I'd call novelties, like money-come-to-me soap that had, you know, like certain herbs and things in it, and, and you'd wash with it or wash your floor with it and say like a Bible verse. I bought some stuff there because I thought it was funny. It was an air freshener, Stop Evil Spray. Yeah. And all it was, honest to God, it was like a generic-ass, probably Dollar Tree air freshener with a pink label on it that said, uh, you know, Spray Around Rooms. And there was some psalm that said repeat, and it would keep evil away from you. It kept evil away from you because it fucking stinked. It smelled like an old lady. But it had all kinds of stuff. It had the candles. It had uh, like said, it had the roots and the herbs and oils. Let's see, candles. It had little, I won't call them books, but like spell pamphlets.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It was run by two
0: old white people. Well, you know, there's a thing where they tell you um, I've seen this in two different things that I watch and I actually knew some people that went and talked and had this performed on them. I had a friend of mine that bought a house in Right outside New Orleans, and there was history about the house and the fact that you know that um, Voodoo practitioners or that quote unquote Voodoo practitioners had worked had had lived there and worked magic or not magic but had you know put work on the property. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that they do is they perform a ritual. And the ritual, like I said, is to ask the spirits for protection or whatnot. But they'll take an egg and they'll rub it on the bottoms of your feet and on the bottoms of your shoes and on your hands and on your head. And this is to make sure that when you walk somewhere that you don't step on any old work. And that's something that's been conjured there or something that has been asked or, you know, like if somebody who um, had maybe pissed somebody off and they went over there and they did one of their rituals and asked the ancestors to, you know, keep the land from being prosperous or whatever, that you didn't go and step in that area or cross something and when you do that you... Activate the old work. Oh, wow. And um, another thing they do when people buy property there, mm-hmm. they'll get the blessing of the house and all that is to remove any old work off the property. Wow. They They literally will have a huge bonfire, and they'll hold a ritual, and it's usually either a goat or a chicken that they will um slaughter and they'll sprinkle the blood around the property um and then they'll of course they'll cook the goat or the chicken and they'll then they have they eat it but it's for protection and like the gris gris bags Mm -hmm. those um actually have like history behind them those were you know um used to aid in like you know travel protection and it was you kept your offering in the bag and that's you carry that offering on you and that's why a lot of times there would be like tobacco and coins and um the chicken bones and stuff like that in it because of the fact that that was your offering that you made to your ancestors to protect
1: you. Years ago when I went to New Orleans I went to a voodoo shop Dr. Zombies it's in Hatchet if y'all have ever seen that movie but um, I bought
0: a Gris Gris bag from them. See that kind of stuff though is irritating because of the fact that there's a ritual involved in making you know the bags there's the whole point of having the bag is the fact that, you know, what is inside of it is the offering. And that is the whole point of It's because, you know, you're keeping it with you. Mm-hmm. It's for your travel. So, I mean, and the thing is, is people don't understand. These rituals are very personal. They're, you know, it's something that's, you know, like I said, it's, it's not just like, oh, okay, well, here, I'm going to make... This bar soap for everybody and anybody to use. I mean, I mean that's like spreading your offering super thin. You know, I mean, like it's just, I don't know. I mean,
1: Doctor Zombie Shop, like I said, it's definitely a tourist trap. Um, like I said, it's been in movies. It's it's very garish. You know, you go in there. it's Seriously, I feel like I bought it because I thought it was interesting to have. But, I mean, like you said, you know, the offering and stuff, I feel like it's not for people that really practice it. It's more for the tourist and, you know, stuff like that.
0: Yeah. But, um, that is the origin of Voodoo and where Voodoo came from. And I think next week, or I'm not going to promise anything weekly um there's been so much going on with us um that we i mean we've tried several times to sit down and record and there's just either we're exhausted or there's just children children or just hot sick i mean it's it's it it, we've been through it (laughs) Mm -hmm. but um we're going to try our best to keep with the weekly thing, but if not, I'm not making any promises. But I know our next show, um, we're going to talk about the Loa and what saints um, they correspond with, um, what they do, um, and then I think after that, we'll talk about the offshoots of voodoo and some of the stuff that um was taken into central america mexico those types of places that um it's not voodoo but yeah there's certain things that um you know almost correspond because the fact that they they also use the catholic saints and um but anyway, we're gonna get into that um, in a couple of weeks. Also, I'm not a hundred percent sure on this, but I think that me and Jesse are gonna do. Um, Alan can is part, you know, part two. But me and Jesse talked about. Um, we covered Hellier um, a while back, but we didn't really. Like, I I fucked up, and I like, tried to watch all of it at one time, and it's just so much, and I fell asleep through part of it, so I really didn't get to understand the whole thing, so me and Jesse talked about how that we're going to take, it's on Amazon, we're going to watch it episode by episode, and we're going to kind of have a little mini-series on it, um, because there's a lot packed into it, um, and I really think that it deserves more of a, a review and discussion than what we gave it. Um, and I don't know of anything past that. But what? You got some?
1: Uh, some listener feedback.
0: Oh, yeah. I guess that's how we'll end it. Uh, yeah, and if you want to ask
1: another question. Okay. Um, so I asked, uh, la- the last question was Do you think Jason is a zombie? Uh, Tim said, no, I believe he's a deadite, but Tim elaborates it later. I got some more feedback from him. And Stephen Loblad came and said, absolutely, he was slow and unkillable. I tend to think Jason was a zombie. Uh, But then Tim came back with a great episode this week. Love the squirrel talk. I think Alan should have a pet squirrel. I don't think think Jason is a zombie. I like the theory that he's a deadite. But Frankenstein, on the other hand, is interesting. He is just ted, dead tissue reanimated, so let say he isn't a zombie. Sure, he doesn't eat flesh, but I think that's interesting. Keep up the good work, guys.
0: Um, I like that, you know, that, you know... But the reason why I don't think that Frankenstein was necessarily a zombie was because the fact that zombies were supposed to have, like... <sighs> Frankenstein's a combination of a bunch of different people. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a science experiment. He was, um... You know, I mean, I get that, I get, like, if you're looking at zombies from, like, they're, you know, something dead that's now alive and whatnot, Mm -hmm. yeah, but I think from the story and of what he's supposed to be, I don't really think he, I don't think he would count as a zombie. I think he would kind of count, like, you know, just a science experiment kind of shit. But I don't know if I think Jason's a zombie. I mean, I kind of I mean, you know, yeah, he's dead and keeps coming back, and he, you know, the thing is, just like like he he can't die, right? So I mean, zombies—you double tap to the head, they're dead. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, like there's no zombies have no guarantee of life, right? So. I mean, I think Jason's more along the lines of, you know, just he's 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 a, a demon. <laughs> I mean, he's well, just, I mean that's kinda what they get to when Jason goes to hell. Yeah, I mean he's he's more along the lines of like some sort of like demonic being that just can't die. So but yeah. Um, you got any questions you wanna put out there? I'm trying to think um,
1: I can't think of one right now, but I'll post something. I'll figure something out. And post it in the group. Well, okay. I got oh, a question. You got one? Okay, yeah.
0: awesome. Um, this kind of this goes along with our um what we're talking about now. I know that we have a lot of listeners that are like atheists, and dude, you do you. Mm-hmm. I you know whatever. Um, in saying that though if, because I'm asking some of our atheist listeners, and I really want to know this, do you believe that something like voodoo can have power over somebody who does not have belief in some sort of God, or have faith in a higher power? Not necessarily the Christian God, or whatever, but because of the fact that, you know, like, the, they worship their ancestors, you know, they have, um, they believe in the ever after and all that, like, um, do y'all believe that there is any power to voodoo, or do you all think that it's just a bunch of bullshit, um, I'd love to know what our listeners think, that, yeah, I put, question:
1: do you believe that something like voodoo can have
0: Uh, Yeah, anyway, um, but, uh, I guess that's it. All right, y'all have a good week. Mm, Bye. See you later.